Hello and welcome to the Road to Adepec by Energy Voice, brought to you by DMG Events. I'm Ed Reed, I'm an editor at Energy Voice, and we're recording this podcast at the Adepec event itself. Uh, and it really feels like the entire energy world has turned out to talk over projects, big and small, from conventional hydrocarbons to ambitious energy transition plans. And the numbers here at Adepec are big. There's something like 150,000 people, more than 160 countries, and something like 28 country pavilions. It's, it's hard to sum up quite how big it is, but suffice it to say, you need a map to navigate, and I've got lost a good number of times. I think, you know, given the size of the uh, of, of the conference, it's hard to really narrow down the themes that we've seen emerge here over the last few days. But I think the case for, for oil and gas has been put forwards very clearly, matching some of the price realities that we've seen develop over the last 12 months. And at the same time, there's been an acknowledgement that the industry must act to try and tackle the issue of climate change. And here in Abu Dhabi, where it's already warm enough to give me pause for thought, further temperature rises cannot be taken lightly. I'm delighted to say that I'm joined here in Abu Dhabi on one side by Teba Al-Hashemi, Chair of Adepec 2022 and the CEO of Adnoc Samagas, and on the other by DMG Events President Christopher Hudson. I've given a couple of my thoughts about the big issues here at Adepec, but I'd love to bring in your views. Teba, what for you has been the main topic? Just before mentioning the topics, let me explain something. Adepec 2022 has been bigger and better than ever. Most global edition with more ministers and country pavilions, as you just mentioned, from every corner of the world gathered here, really highlighting the role of Abu Dhabi and the UAE at the heart of the dialogue of the uh, future of energy and energy security as well. So the topic have been focused on future of energy, secure, affordable, and sustainable. Uh, energy security and sustainability goes hands, hands to hands, and really, we cannot have one without the other. Christopher, any, any, any topics uh, springing out to, to mind? Well, I, I, I would agree with Tabor. You know, the theme of this event is security of supply, affordability of supply, and of course, meeting our climate ambitions in terms of sustainability. I think it was clear from um, His Excellency Dr. Sultan Al-Jabba, um, the group CEO of Adnoc, in his opening address, it really is a world that requires maximum energy, but minimum emissions. And I think what we've really continued to uncover, and I think what the energy industry gathered here this week does so well, is it understands that there's no one single country or company that can meet the world's energy demands. And therefore, it's about collaboration and cooperation. And those are the key bywords that I've heard throughout conference content this week and partnership on the show floor. So it's about how companies come together to meet our climate obligations and really what energy companies are doing as a whole to meet these climate obligations. And if we look at the, the major traditional NOCs or IOCs, and we can call them really sort of national energy companies or international energy companies these days. These are the companies that are using their revenues to drive and invest in that energy transition. So we see here in the UA some of the biggest solar parks in the world. We see investment, huge investment in hydrogen and ammonia. And not just investment here, but investment overseas. And it's that sort of partnership and that sort of collaboration that is driving the traditional actors in the energy industry to take not only responsibility, but really drive that change. So this week to me has all been about, as Tabor rightly said, 
security of supply, affordability, and obviously sustainability. And quoting back again, Dr. Sultan in the opening ceremony, maximum energy and minimum emissions. I'm going to stick with you for a moment, if I may. I mean, I think you know, obviously, walking around, there's been a lot of a uh, lot of lot of lot of chat, a lot of buzz. Do you feel that that things are more sort of optimistic this year, perhaps than last year? What, how's the mood? I think we're we're an enormously optimistic industry as a whole. We've seen challenges uh, in terms of supply chain, market recovery, greater demand geopolitical unrest. So a lot of the energy industry as a whole has had to deal with and respond to. But I think we're aware of what the future holds. And I think we're aware of a glo- as a global industry of what we need to do. And I think that's met with optimism and enthusiasm. I think the energy industry is perfectly placed to work with its partners and more importantly, work with policymakers to ensure that the right policy is in place. The right level of investment through policy is being made to not only mitigate carbon or methane, and we've had a lot of methane um, certainly this year, but also decarbonize. And a major part of ADIPEC this year and new to this year has been decarbonization. So we've had something like in our conference, 20 plus decarbonization sessions. The brightest minds coming together to challenge and tackle this problem. And you hear the sound bites are full of, going back to your point, optimism about how we collectively, as an industry, um, tackle those. And that's really important. You know, we have COP27 next week. You know, this time, in just over one year's time, we have COP28, which the UAE, I know, are enormously proud to host. Um, and, and are already putting in place the legacy and the future strategy to probably deliver the most inclusive COP ever. Um, and that inclusivity starts here with events like ADIPEC. And you're right, and, and going back to Tabor's point, we have 28 international country pavilions. And that's that really is not countries coming in just to do business with the UAE. It's the strength of ADIPEC being this convening power for the global energy industry. 40 plus ministers not all doing business here in the UAE, but again, a great platform for bilateral trade to solve some of the most pressing issues that the world faces. So it's events like this that tackle those issues and really create that optimism for us in all going forward. Tybo, Chris has really given a sort of resounding sort of defense there of, uh, of plans and and really brought in kind of COP, and obviously COP next year here in the UAE is going to be feels like a, a sort of significant moment. What do you think we should watch out for over the next sort of twelve months or so? Um, I believe that uh, for the next year will be, or the, the next year will be the road for COP twenty eight and that kind of preparation. And we as an industry, as the discussion happening today here in Adibik, we know that we are working on the current energy system. We need to maintain the current energy system, building our growth, meeting the supply. We know, we know that um, there is a challenge in, the, in meeting the supply of today because of underinvestment in the uh, past few years. And also the challenge that we have in Ukraine today just make it worse than before. So the, the system today needs to be maintained 
secure, affordable. However, also we need to invest to build the new system of the future, to, to do this transition for the future. And regulators, policymakers, they have to understand that this is, will not happen in one day or one year. It will take time and it will require a lot of investment. For instance, here in Ednok, we are growing in our capacity in terms of oil production and gas production. But at the same time, we are utilizing the current infrastructure for, decarb uh, for deeper decarbonization for future and also looking at new products like uh, blue ammonia and hydrogens to supply as, as it is a journey really to transfer from the current energy system into the future energy system. Mm. And, and I'm going to stick with you for a moment. I mean, I think obviously looking at some of those technologies you've mentioned and obviously there's really ambitious transition plans that uh, are not set out. Are there any technologies that sort of stand out in particular for you that are, that are particularly notable? Actually, uh, we had a session and in the past two days talking about the importance of data and the technology and driving uh, the future in our uh, energy uh, discussion. Uh, for instance, drones. This is a great example on how we detect some of the emissions, not only detection, but also to predict that it will happen or not. So we need this type of technology, really. And I say, yes, we have technology available today, but they are not enough. So this is, again, another call for the technology developers to invest in the technology. We need the technology to drive the future. Otherwise, it still, it will be high capex to be invested and the progress might, might be slower. So technology will play, uh, or technology is a game changer for the future energy transition system. And Chris, I'm going to bring that same question to you. Just looking at that sort of question around technology, you've been walking the floor, you've been uh, you've been sort of uh, feeling the mood. Are, are there, is there anything in particular that sort of sprung out to you? Well, I think there's so much here at Adipec around technology, and I, I really echo what Tiber has said. Drones are a massive part of Adipec this year. Um, data analytics... Um, within Adipec, we have specific tech zones. We have over 300 companies, both those small startups to the big players exhibiting and showcasing the latest technology that will really help us drive through on these ambitions. I think, you know, shows like Adipec and specifically Adipec are really changed. No longer big hydrocarbon shows, more climate technology shows. And that's the message coming across, not only in the content, but as you rightly say, across the the vast amount of halls we have here. And what's really encouraging when you walk through these halls are, are people are shaking hands and doing business. And that's so very important because the latest technology comes up, the bigger companies adopt technology, the bigger companies are investing in their, their own technology. So it's really encouraging that, again, you know, we look at events like Adipec from a few years ago and how do we get oil more efficiently out of the ground or gas? It's actually what technologies do we now employ to get more security of supply, make it a more affordable, affordable, and that technology from decarbonization to CCUS to methane um, to make it more sustainable is key here. Sure, and I suppose just you know, sort of bringing it back to the you know, obviously we're sort of you know gathered here, you know, Anapec, it, it's it's clearly a big event. I mean, how important is it to, to meet? I mean, you, you've sort of brought out that kind of idea about you know, sort of, you know, deal making, shaking hands, just seeing people. I mean, it, it feels noticeable after kind of a couple of years where we've been maybe sort of more stuck at home, uh, you know, sort of sheltering from the pandemic. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, businesses still move forward. You know, um, we're we're in a place where we have a potential population growth of two billion over the next 20, 30 years, and then the, the world will need more energy. And as Dr. Sultan very succinctly put it, more energy, please, but minimum emissions. So business has still moved. Events like ADIPEC and specifically ADIPEC, which is now the world's number one energy event, um, brings together such a broad base of people to do business. And they just source, you know, through our conference content, through our strategic conference content, people understand strategy and policy. We have a lot of technical conference content, so it's how to do it cheaper, cleaner, faster, more efficiently. And then on the show floor, floor, you can source the latest products and services. So it's a wonderful ecosystem uh, for the energy industry. Learn, technical innovation, and then on the show floor, those products, services, and solutions that will really enable that energy transition. And it is about deal-making. You know, what makes this show so remarkable um, is not only the the record attendance we get, and, and the attendance is in the tens of thousands every day, but whether you're in a far corner of a hall and in a less prominent position, you're shaking hands. And we measure these shows on handshakes and deals being done. That's when we get comp- companies that are satisfied and are doing business. They're using the business they're doing into investing more and more and more. And that's why the energy system is so important to reach those climate goals uh, and to really drive forward the world's future demand for energy. So these are why they're so critically important, not just for today, but for generations to come. And, and Taylor, I mean, I think, you know, obviously, you know, conference chair, uh, how, how important do you see uh, an event like this? I can't agree more with uh, Chris. Uh, it is hugely important uh, where the best minds from energy makers across the globe uh, have joined us here in, in Abu Dhabi this year. Um, all Many of the ministers, uh, regulators, uh, investors as well. I think meeting here in person, um, collaborate, sharing experience, uh, talking about solutions for driving the energy. So if the energy uh, or if the minimum energy needs for the people are not met today, this is will create an economical challenge, which will put brakes on the climate actions. So we will be not we will not be able to really progress with our actions toward the new system. So I think the main topic in Adibic this year that our industry are grow, is growing. We need to continue invest in this growth, sustain it, make it secure and affordable, and at the same time progress with our technology, with our investment, a new way of bringing the maximum energy with minimum emissions and minimum cost. Because again. Where to invest is the question. Why to invest is another question. So I think here with this very rich and valuable dialogue, we can come up with some solutions that will drive uh, our progress toward the future. Um, One more thing is that this uh, inclusive event happening this year, uh, just one week before COP27 in Cairo, this is just an enabler for all the energy leaders and also the uh, the leaders in, in, in the countries to uh, as a preparation for the, the for the dialogue in COP27 
Christopher and Tabor, I, I can see the time has come for me to release you back to the demands of the conference. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us today. And, and thank you also to our listeners. Please do let us know what you think about what we've talked about here. You can email outloud at energyvoice.com. And if you would like to be part of the conversation and share your story with the energy industry, you can email outloud at energyvoice.com too. But for today, I've been Ed Reed from Adapec. Thank you for listening. Out Loud is the podcast from Energy Voice, leading the global energy conversation. Bookmark and subscribe to energyvoice.com, sign up to our newsletter and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for expert analysis and insight right across the energy sector. Subscribe to Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And please do encourage colleagues and friends to listen to Out Loud too. If you've enjoyed it, leaving a rating or review, especially on Apple Podcasts, helps others discover it too. Thank you.